I'm Brett McGarry, and this week on The Couch Potatoes, we're here to help you get ready to be a couch potato, because the fall TV season is about to explode. We'll run down all the new and returning shows coming your way this week. Plus, I'm Jeff Braun, and I've gone country. Well, at least for a couple of weeks, as acclaimed documentarian Ken Burns takes us through the history of country music on PBS. And will Game of Thrones slay all challengers one more time at the Emmys? We'll talk about it, but first... Let's get to that TV preview. New this weekend, as of Friday, September 20th, the second half of the first season of a fantasy cartoon from the creator of The Simpsons. It's called Disenchantment. You ever have a nightmare and at the last second you wake up and everything's okay? Well, this isn't one of those. The entire kingdom got turned to stone. My mom's evil and Ofo died. (laughs) Good times. Ofo, wherever you are, I'm sorry. This is heaven. Why did I waste all that time being alive? Incoming necro chat for Mr. Elfo. Hello? Hello? Elfo, is that you? Lady! You're the one that called me! The official synopsis from Netflix reads, Princess Duty's Call, but she'd rather be drinking. Free-spirited Bean exasperates the king as she wreaks havoc with her demon and elf pals. So it's a medieval fantasy set in the kingdom of Dreamland. Bean is a rebellious and alcoholic princess. There's Elfo, her goofy little elf companion, and her destructive personal demon, Lucy. And in this half of the season, it looks like she goes to hell. Looks interesting. Also, listen to the rendition of Blondie's Call Me they've got in the trailer. Who are you? Juanita Demonheimer. That sounds kind of real. I just thought that was cool. Moving to Saturday, September 21st. Just going to let the music play for a second. W5 returns to CTV, the longest-running type of news program of its kind in North America. It's been on since 1966. I also realize this uh, Super Tramp song has not been W5's theme for decades. It should bring it back. It was the theme when I was a kid, so it will forever be the theme of this show in my book. On Sunday, September 22nd, Heartland returns to CBC for season 13, also on CBC and with an E. That's uh, season 3. It airs on Netflix internationally. And we move now to Monday, September 23rd. The Neighborhood returns to Global for season 2. 911 on Global, season 3. The Connors on CTV, that's season 2. The Voice, Season 17, coaches are Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, Blake Shelton, and Gwen Stefani returning to the fold. On Global, we've got Season 4 of Bull. That's the show that... That's four seasons in already? Yeah. Holy smokes. That's the one that's based on Dr. Phil, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Property Brothers, HGTV Canada. Depending on how you look at it, it's either the eighth season or the 14th season. Since uh, season two, it looks like they've split their seasons in half. Either way, it's been around since 2011. The Good Doctor, CTV, season three. Really? Did yeah. I black out for a whole year or something? It, it looks that way. High. Yeah. Wow. Then we've got four new shows, starting with Prodigal Son on Global. How did you kill all those people? I'm not sure I know the answer. Maybe we can figure it out together. Bright's the best profiler around. Nobody else can get inside the mind of a killer like him. Get a chip off the old block. This wasn't only murder, it was torture. We're 
afraid you might suffer from certain psychotic inclinations, not unlike your father. Do not go to him. He will destroy you. My boy. I became a profiler and hunted down people like him. You think like the killer? I imagine the crime from the killer's point of view. It's a gift. So much I can teach you about murder. I don't need your help. What were you thinking? It's the kind of genius. We're the same. What a thrill. Prodigal Son. New drama. Monday, September 23rd on Global. Prodigal Son stars Michael Sheen as the killer dad in jail. And Jesus from The Walking Dead is the Prodigal Son. The show hails from Fox in the U.S., picked up by Global. This is the show that I'm most excited about as far as the new ones go this season. On the flip side of excitement, we've got Bob Hart's Abishola over on CTV. Hang in there, brother. You're going to be okay. You had three stents put in. Is that a lot? For a man your size. No. You come here often? No. Go back in there and wash your hands. Right. I'm looking for a nurse. Her name is Abishol. Hi. Oh, my God. So where are you from? Nigeria. Wow. That's a heck of a commute, huh? Bob Hart's Abishola, coming to CBS this fall. Bob Hart's Abishola, as you heard, CBS comedy that stars Mike from Mike and Molly. Dude goes to the hospital, falls for the nurse. Not sure how they stretch that out into an entire television series, but there you go. Another new show, CBS, is airing on CTV. Courtroom drama called All Rise. Lola Carmichael, LA's newest Superior Court judge. The state of California versus Daphne Rivas. Did you do what you're accused of? No. We're going to trial. If I'm going to take away that girl's freedom, I'd like to know if she's guilty first. Up on that bench. Everything is different. Try that again in a courtroom, and I will make sure you have nothing left to serve and protect. Thanks for coming. All rise. Coming this fall to CBS. All Rise stars Simone Missick, who is in the Marvel Netflix shows Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Defenders. Marg Helgenberger of CSI fame co-stars. And finally, on Monday, Bluff City Law on City TV. Memphis. They call it Bluff City. Home of Graceland. And the birthplace of the blues. But this town is so much more. The people of Bluff City helped change the world and inspired me to become a lawyer. I've been fighting for them ever since. Because when you stand up for what's right, you never stand alone. Bluff City Law premieres September 23rd on NBC. It's an NBC show starring Jimmy Smith as Elijah Strait, who's been fighting for the people of Memphis since he became a lawyer. See him stand up for what's right. So those four new shows, once again, Monday, September 23rd. Moving to Tuesday, September 24th, there are two new shows, starting with a second spinoff from the ABC show Blackish. It's Mixedish. Hi, I'm Rainbow Johnson. I'm a doctor, a wife, and a mother to five beautiful children. But they don't know my story. You grew up in a cult. What? In the summer of 1985, I was living with my family on a commune. ATF, freeze! My peaceful little world had been taken away. And we got introduced to the real world. What are you weirdos mixed with? What's mixed? <laughs> Don't worry about what other kids think. They're idiots. And I want to be one of them. I want to be an 
ready it's so bad tell me you didn't send these babies to school looking like this what's wrong with how we look you look like a runaway house slave no so it's about the mom from blackish from when she's a kid growing up in a mixed race family on a commune that one airs on city tv in canada the other blackish spinoff by the way is called grownish and has already aired two seasons on freeform the other new show tuesday is called emergence a plane crashed and then was cleaned up pretty much instantaneously I found a kid at the crash site. I'm being told wasn't even on the plane. She doesn't have a scratch on her. She doesn't remember anything. What? Don't be mad. Emergence. Coming this fall to ABC. So the kid just magically appeared in the back seat of the car after causing another car to flip. It's about this special kid who has some crazy powers. It airs on CTV in Canada. Returning shows on Tuesday, September 24th, NCIS New Orleans, or as we like to say, NCIS Quantum Leap. Season 6 on Global, and then NCIS proper, Season 17 (laughs) on Global. 17 years of Navy cops investigating stuff. Right on. NCIS Cool J, by the way, debuts uh, Sunday, September 29th. The Resident on CTV, that's Season 3. The Voice, uh, Tuesday edition, uh, will continue. Hudson and Rex on City TV, that's a Canadian show in its second season, about a cop and a dog. FBI, Season 2 on Global. This Is Us, CTV, Season 4. Empire over on Fox. That's the sixth and final season of Empire. Blackish Sun City TV for its sixth season and then New Amsterdam on Global for its second season. And there's a bunch of new shows still through Wednesday through Friday. Oh, Jeff yeah. Braun's got details. In a moment, you are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We are doing our fall TV preview, and we're just looking at the week ahead, a slew of new and returning shows. We're on Wednesday, September 25th. Single Parents returns to Global. I have no recollection of the show from last year. Apparently it was on, and it stars Taron Killam, who used to be on SNL. He's a funny guy. It's followed this week by the 10th and final season premiere of Modern Family, and in October they'll switch spots for whatever reason. Modern Family goes first, but it's the 10th and final season of Modern Family. That will be a thing in the spring when it finally ends. Also returning, a couch potato favorite after all these years, Survivor. Boston Robin two-time winner Sandra returned to guide and undoubtedly try to destroy a bunch of newbies. Should be good. It's a 90-minute premiere, too. Those are all on Global. There's a new show over on CTV called Stumptown, starring Colby Smulders from How I Met Your Mother and The Avengers. My name is Dex Perios, former Marine, currently unemployed, and $11,000 in debt. That's water and power, folks. Now we play for beer and cable. I have 13. Ugh, another one. Make that. 14 unpaid parking tickets. Apparently there's a warrant out. Yeah, fine. So I'm kind of a mess. But it's nothing I can't handle. Come on! We're just kidding around! How about a little bit of quiet time? She plays a former army vet who's a personal mess who becomes a private detective in Portland, Oregon. And was that g- song the same as yes. you're playing? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> call me by Blondie. What the hell? It's a good song for a television show trailer. Okay. Uh, also returning on CTV is The Masked Singer and the Goldbergs. City TV sees the return of Chicago's Med, Fire, and PD. And over on FXX, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of my favorites, back with its 14th season, which ties it with the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet as the longest-running live-action sitcom in American TV history in terms of number of seasons. 
On Thursday, September 26th, The Good Place returns to Global. That's one of our faves as well. Yeah. It's the fourth and final season of that. I urge you to catch up on Netflix beforehand. You can do it. The seasons are short. Superstore also back on Globin, Global rather as are a pair of new sitcoms. There's one called The Unicorn. Feels like Charlie's really gone. Start I'm not going to tell the girls. You can't lie to my kids. <laughs> All I do is lie to my kids, drive them places, and lie. The Unicorn, CBS This Fall. Walton Goggins, who was brilliant as the villain Boyd Crowder on Justified for six years, plays a widowed dad trying to get back in the dating game. I'll give it a whirl for Goggins alone. It also stars Michaela Watkins and Rob Corddry. The other new sitcom on Global is called Carol's Second Act, starring Patricia Heaton. The new comedy, Carol's Second Act, is funny. This is my daughter, Jenny. She's a farmer rep. Enchanté. That's French, and yes, I speak it. In any language. Hola, señor. Encantado de conocerte. I quit after a year. Ashley Tisdale and Emmy winner Patricia Heaton in Carol's Second Act. Premieres CBS September 26th. It's set in a hospital. Heaton plays a mom who pursues her dream of becoming a doctor now that her kids are all grown up. And if this show flies, that'll be an amazing achievement from Heaton, who has already starred in two long-running sitcoms, Everybody Loves Raymond and The Middle. It's hard to get three, so good luck to her on that. Global also has a new drama on Thursdays this year. It's called Evil. There are people in this world who are evil. Doesn't tell you anything. The Wikipedia page says a skeptical psychologist allies with a priest and a contractor to investigate purported supernatural incidents. And it stars Katja Herbers, Luke Cage's Mike Coulter, and Ben from Lost, all in it. And it looks pretty creepy. You gonna watch that one? Yeah, that sounds cool. I forgot about that one. So I I like the supernatural kind of stuff. I'll check it out. You check it out. You let me know how it is. It seems maybe too creepy. Probably get canceled. Bunch of returning shows as well on Thursday over on CETV. There's Young Children, uh, Young Sheldon, Grey's Anatomy season 16, How to Get Away with Murder, and Law and Order SVU putting Grey's Anatomy and NCIS to shame as it embarks on season 21. Wow! City TV has Mom, A Million Little Things, and a pair of new shows. There's one called Perfect Harmony. September 26th, Bradley Whitford, like you've never seen him before. This crusty, unpleasant man. This guy's a devil. Stupid mean. Self-righteous blowhard. So difficult that he got rejected by a graveyard. My mom says you're like the curtain. And a terrible role model. And then you passed out in the bushes and then a raccoon peed on you. Some drunk dumpster fire of a man. Low, hated, despised. Okay, 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 you made your point. Bradley Whitford in Perfect Harmony premieres September 26th on NBC. An Ivy League professor, that'd be your Bradley Whitford, becomes the director of a rural church choir and hilarity ensues because he's high class and they're lowbrow rural folk. Um, The other new show on City TV is based on the movie, which is one of my favorites, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Please, I need my bag. I took the wrong one off the carousel. It has some highly classified material in it. I'm sorry, can I help you? Didn't realize Jack Ryan flew commercial. Oh, great, yeah. Pithy comments. That's exactly what the situation needed. Were you at college with Ainsley, too? I always thought of Ainsley, Duffy, and Craig as more of a trio. No, there are always four of us. I'm the funny one. Everyone's always like, do Denzel. And I'm like, I see you, my man. Genuinely upsets me when you do that. 
This has already been on Hulu in the United States and did not get a lot of love from the critics, so my recommendation would be to maybe just watch the movie for Weddings and a Funeral again, because it's pretty great. Rounding out the Thursday premieres, Dragon's Den over on CBC. And now on Friday, Hawaii Five O is back on Global, while over on City TV, it's still Hawaii, but it's Magnum P.I., which I really enjoyed last year. I hope I don't get bored of it this year. And original Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck, returns on CTV in Blue Bloods. Only one new show on the 27th. It's on Netflix, and it's called The Politician. I'm running for student body president. That is why I'm proud to introduce my running mate today, Infinity Jackson. Sherry has an 80% approval rating. And a fan account on Instagram. So evidently there's a videotape with some footage of you using an offensive gay slur. Do you have any idea what I might be referring to? Do you have any idea what time it is? Damn it! This is all over now! It's about a high school kid running for class president and taking it way too seriously. It might be funny. There's also a finale special for Transparent over on Amazon Prime Video on Friday the 27th, as well as the return of American Housewives on CTV2. Up next, Jeff's going to tell you about that new Ken Burns documentary and his journey into the Butlerverse continues. I can't believe it. I'm excited to hear (laughs) what he saw this week. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and I watched a bunch of stuff this week. I actually finally started watching season two of Mindhunter and season three of Stranger Things. Wow. Got a few episodes into each and thought I might finish them off this week before that mess of shows we just finished talking about last half hour would start it up. I wanted to sort of clean the plate as much as I could. Yeah. But then... Something happened that derailed those plans. A terrific documentary series began on PBS this past week from master documentarian Ken Burns. It's called Country Music. It's about the melody and the sound and the voice and the sincerity of it. From director Ken Burns. Country music is truth-telling. It's everything. Hillbilly, it's blues, it's jazz. You can dance to it, you can cry to it. The people who built this country, that's where country and blues come from. It has something in it for everybody. Country music comes from right in here. This heart and soul that we all have. Country music, Sunday, September 15th at 8, 7 central, only on PBS. That's how it started. Ken Burns has made many documentaries over the years, like Baseball, The Civil War, National Parks. Basically, he picks a topic and then does a deep, deep dive on it. The resulting show combining talking head interviews and old footage or photos where he pans across or zooms in and out of the pictures. I don't know if he invented that style, but every time I see something like it, I think of him. His latest is called Country Music, and it's the history of country music from soup to nuts. It starts in the early 1900s and works its way through the century. At first, I thought it was a four-part series, and when I finished watching part three this week it was only 1952 and he dedicated nearly two whole hours to hank williams so i thought well what's up with that turns out only half of it is aired the rest of it will air this coming week it's eight episodes total not four each episode is two hours long so that's 16 hours altogether and each episode covers about 10 to 15 years in the history of country music so there's like a new generation or a new scene for each episode and so far i've been enthralled i'm not a modern country music fan but i like a lot of old country willie nelson johnny cash that sort of thing my favorite's don williams i grew up well with my mom and grandma listening to it a lot at home so It was always around. And let's face it, musicians are weirdos, and their stories are either crazy or tragic or both, and it's always interesting. So far, I've really only seen the very old stuff, like I said. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into the Cash and Nelson and other outlaw country guys. According to my cable guide, the final episode covers the sometime from the 80s into 1996. He stops at 96 for some reason. I guess maybe he thinks that everyone who was big since 96 is plausibly still 
on the scene. And although that's 23 years ago, so music has changed some since then. Whatever. I'll see it when I get to it. But I highly recommend it, certainly to country fans, even to casual listeners. I mean, if you're one of these people who just hates country music and it's just like it's a fork in your ears obviously don't watch it but if you don't mind country music it is very much worth a watch it's a lot of stuff uh it returns sunday night and will be on sunday monday tuesday wednesday i'm sure pbs will rerun the first four episodes and the whole thing eventually or it'll show up on netflix or something like that if you Get a chance to check it out. I recommend it. All right. Now, you checked out something else this week. When you said it to me, I thought, what? You did? <laughs> you did what? I went to the theater. So I had to close out the trilogy with Gerard Butler's Angel Has Fallen. There's been an assassination attempt on the president. Mike Bannon, you're being charged with the attempted murder of the president of the United States. The president's top guardian angel has fallen. Don't you see that I'm being set up? You have a collect call from Mike. Body's cold, time is frozen. We've been getting death threats. There's somebody else behind us. It wasn't me. The president's not safe. They're going to try and finish the job. And I'm not going to stop until I prove who did this. I love you. How did you find me? I want security for the president. How do you think, Dad? Tonight, we died in hell! Angel Has Fallen, of course, is the third installment in the Fallen series, which began with Olympus Has Fallen in 2013 and followed by London Has Fallen in 2016. In all of them, Gerard Butler plays Secret Service agent Mike Banning, trying to fulfill his duty by protecting the president from terrorists and other bad guys. In this one, he's framed for an assassination attempt on the president and is on the run. We heard his dad in the trailer played by Nick Nolte, who is so gruff you might feel that he actually might disintegrate altogether. (laughs) But it's super weird, which is its own kind of unintentional entertainment uh i honestly i was i can't believe nick nolte still makes movies but as even as gruff as he is he's still sort of it's like oh there's still a solid guy there's somewhere it just he just looks so terrible all the time don't you think oh and he sounds terrible yeah. that voice is but it, it, at the same time it's just so neat to listen to like, yeah, i can't yeah. believe that his voice is that gravelly yeah it's weird uh, so him and jeff bridges should have a some weird throat off or something. Oh, I like that, yeah. Uh, there's not really a lot to say about this movie. It's not great, but none of these movies really are. They're sort of low-rent diehards. Um, Angel Has Fallen does have a lot of good explosions, though, and some decent fights, even a good chase or two. The story is ludicrous. It's sort of embarrassingly simple, like a junior high kid wrote it. I picked out the two big twists long before they happened, which is not a sign that your movie is good. The movie also has a scene during the end credits, a la Marvel movies, which is kind of bizarre. It's supposed to be funny, but it's nothing in these movies is really ever funny on purpose. You laugh at stuff, but not the stuff they want you to. There is something about them, though, that does make for an entertaining watch. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it. I'd rather wait for Netflix if you got the option. Two and a half couch cushions out of five for Angel Has Fallen. Okay, so I I, I do want to see it. Yeah. I really liked Olympus Has Fallen. London Has Fallen, not so much, but as you pointed out, still kind of entertaining in their own mindless way. Yeah. And and I like Gerard Butler. The first one's still the best one. The Butler is, I don't, I don't, I, I, he still perplexes me. I'm watching all these movies and I'm trying to figure them out and I just can't. There's something, there's, there is something sort of magnetic about him. He's watchable. Yeah. But I just don't get why he's a star. I, he did a couple of rom-coms. I've got to check those out. I think they're on Netflix too. And have you seen 300? 
No, I have not seen that one. You never saw 300? I never saw 300. Oh, my God. Uh, Michael Fassbender is in it. It's got a good cast. To put that one. Stylish uh, Zack Snyder. I like Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, I, like, I even like his Batman movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Batman versus Superman. Right. And then the first half of Justice. Why'd League? you say that name? <laughs> That's <laughs> my mom's name. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hey, let's take a quick look at what's coming to home video. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity. I just wish you would have told me, that's all. I was going to ask you if you wanted to come with me. You ruined the surprise. I wanted it to be romantic. Ooh, that's the horror movie Midsummer from uh, the guy that made Hereditary. And I, I, I gather this guy's a little polarizing. People either really liked Hereditary or were very underwhelmed by it. And, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, but Midsummer people are saying the same thing. I read a lot of critics that have just have gone just nuts for this movie. And I, I'm very interested in it, but apparently it's kind of gory. So yeah, they go to this weird uh, festival. It's, I think it's a festival of light or something, and they, it it's looks like, like a bunch cult. of hippies yeah. running around. And turns out, I think they're a bunch of cannibals. Or it looks it looks good. Yeah. It looks really good. I am interested in checking that out. So that's coming to digital HD on Tuesday, September 24th, and on Blu-ray, DVD, on demand. You've got the Child's Play remake. Yep, which another horror, which was kind of a flop. It only made 29 million dollars at the domestic box office i had to go back and look I, I saw the title there and i was like uh is this is that was it the remake or because like in my head the remake was like two years ago already or three years oh, ago. Wow. so i was like i just want to make sure that it was it's actually from this year i don't even remember when they released it yeah that came out uh what was the weekend for that june 21st it hmm. came out with mark hamill as the voice of Chucky, yeah. Luke Skywalker. And then Anna is also out on Blu-ray, DVD, and on demand. And that is... Is that the one about... That's the, the, action, the action movie with the, the model lady. And from director Luc Besson. Right. That's right. He likes making movies about femme fatales. So up next, we are going to talk some Emmys and Jeff's favorite oh. television show of all time. Yes. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett, and we're going to talk some old shows now. And it was a very big week for Seinfeld. You know, I always wanted to pretend that I was an architect. I'm. A, I'm also an architect. I'm an architect. I'm an architect. I don't see architecture coming from you. Isn't an architect just an art school dropout with a tilting desk and a big ruler? No, it's not. Netflix says it will start streaming all 180 episodes of Seinfeld, including the dozen or so episodes in which George professes to love architecture. So that's the good news, but here's the rub. It's not going to happen until 2021. Also, I don't really care because I have all the DVDs. I can watch it whenever I like in its entirety. But it is a big deal for Netflix. The streaming service struck the deal with Sony Pictures Television. Terms not officially released, but it's believed to be a five-year, $500 million deal for global rights, which means it should also be on Canadian Netflix. Um, why is it important? The deal for Seinfeld comes after Netflix announced in June that it's losing its most popular TV show, The Office. Netflix will still carry that show for another year, but NBC won't extend the licensing further with the uh, 
NBC's Universal streaming service launching next year. So Netflix will face even more competition in November as well when Apple and Disney launch their own streaming services within days of each other. So important for them to score a big popular show, but will Seinfeld connect with the kids? I mean, I'm always going to say that Seinfeld's the greatest show of all time, but it is pretty dated in some respects, and the characters are older than, say, the characters on Friends were, or half the cast of The Office for that matter, so the kids may not be digging Seinfeld as much in 2021 as I dug it all these years. Yeah, I'd be really curious to see if you were to drop a couple of young millennials in front of a few episodes of Seinfeld to get their reaction, if they would appreciate it. I think part two of the appreciation of Seinfeld was that is the the repeat viewings you know because yep. it's been on syndication forever <laughs> yeah. so we've all seen if we're fans if you're a fan of Seinfeld you've likely seen the same episodes five six seven times absolutely and you've come to know those characters so to just start watching a new show with no knowledge or pre-existing sort of opinions could be yeah i don't know if it's the show that would strike a chord or when seinfeld would sometimes like coin a phrase like double dipping or yada yada or whatever but people all grew up with those as already as phrases they're not coming into it new so they're like well that's not funny my grandpa says that all the time you know what yeah. I mean? so there's that element to it as well, as well as uh, some of just the social mores of some things have not aged well, probably, and also the fact that I would say with about half of the episodes, if the characters had cell phones, the problem in the episode would be solved. That drives me nuts a little bit. I don't know why I let that Oh, that's me, true. That's sneaking true. into an apartment to change the tape in an answering machine is not a thing that can happen anymore. Okay, so, so yeah. it could be a risky gamble then. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Then again, the comedy is so strong that it can overcome almost all those problems. Yeah. So okay. There's so. that. Um, big anniversary weekend. It's the 25th anniversary of the beginning of a couple of shows also that were paired with Seinfeld, Friends, and ER. 25 years? Since they started. And I remember it well because it's also the 25th year of me uh, having I graduated in June and then in that September 25 years ago, 94, moved away from home and started college. And it was, you know, Friends was a huge show for me the first year of college because you get a little homesick and it's nice to watch a show of a group of friends doing sort of the thing I was doing. I'm barking on a journey together. And uh, ER was became a staple very quickly, too, because it was just good TV. Yeah, and it made George Clooney yeah. the big star that he is today. Exactly. So oh, he, he uh, was in The Facts of Life. Do you yeah. remember the facts of life? I do remember the he facts. He was in uh, one of the later seasons. He had a, I think he had a big mullet. Oh, yeah. Everybody did. It was yeah. the 80s. He was also on e, uh, Roseanne for a little while. Was he? In a bit part, yeah. I think he, you know, there's a theory that pretty people in comedy don't really mix too well. And is it, George Clooney could have been too beautiful to stand out on these sitcoms? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm also going to point out, we didn't prepare it for this, but it's the 15th anniversary of Lost this weekend. Too. Come on! Yep. September 22nd. That's right. That's when when they crashed on that beach. Oh, God. Or did they? (laughs) Lost. Moving on. Big awards weekend for television. (laughs) And the Emmy goes to Game of Thrones. That was two years ago when Sipowitz read the winner. This year will be Game of Thrones' last chance to win again. It's what it, here's what it's up against, Brett, in the drama series. Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. Do we really think any of those shows stand a chance against the final season of Game of Thrones, even though the final season of Game of Thrones wasn't its best season? Well, and that's the thing. So many people are upset with the way that they ended Game of Thrones. I wonder if the Emmys will still reward them. They do like to... Hand- hand out the best drama Emmy to a show 
when it's its final season. Pretty sure it. the Sopranos won it on their last thing, and nobody liked that finale either. Yeah, the Sopranos did win. Didn't Mad Men win on its way out? Yep. Uh, but they are up against some really stiff competition here. Like, I've been hearing good things about this Succession show. Agreed. I, I kind of want to watch that. Killing Eve, a lot of critics just rave about that show. Bodyguard was excellent. Uh, that's a British show. Better Call Saul is always good, but it, I think it will always be the runner-up. If it, Yeah, but if it ends and never has won, that's going to be a thing that bothers people. Yeah, that's going to be As a shame. Yeah. So this one, I think, is up in the air. I'm not... I'm not going to go with yeah. Game of Thrones oh. being the slam dunk. Okay. I think it's the favorite, but I yeah. will not be surprised if it doesn't win. Okay. And on the comedy side of things, we've got Barry, which you hear about a lot. Fleabag, which has got insane critical raves. The Good Place, which we like a lot. but yeah, What's probably, Fleabag? I, I don't even know. It's on Amazon, which oh. I don't have. Okay. Same here. <laughs> the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, also on Amazon, which I don't have, but it wins a lot of stuff. Russian Doll over on Netflix. Uh, Shit's Creek over on Pop in the States. And then... It's the return of Veep, and it was also its last season. They're Veep and Game of Thrones doing the exact same thing. They were gone for a year, they came back for a final season. Okay. And they're both won the last time they were up. Yeah, you got to imagine Veep would win. Yeah, I would think so. If it doesn't, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I think, still wins Best Comedy Actress. Okay, limited series. You've got Chernobyl from HBO, Escape at Denimoral from Showtime. F- is it Fosse? Fosse Verdon, yep. Okay. FX. Sharp Objects on HBO. If that wins, I will be so mad because I watched it and I just I, I didn't hated, like the ending. Hated the way it ended. And then when they see us on Netflix, so that's the one about the uh, the park, Central Park, Central Park Five. Yeah, that was good. But I think this Chernobyl was a bit of a force. I think that's going to win. I think Chernobyl. Should, well, I shouldn't say should win over the other ones because I haven't seen all of the other ones. But <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> but. I loved Chernobyl so much. It was so good. I think that might be the fa- my favorite thing that I've watched all year. And then uh, television movie, what have we got here? Black Mirror, Bandersnatch from Netflix, HBO's Brexit, uh, HBO's Deadwood the Movie, Amazon Prime's King Lear, and HBO's My Dinner with Herbie. Okay. Black Mirror, Bandersnatch was an interesting experiment, an ambitious experiment, and I think it should be rewarded in some fashion for what they did with that. Just an incredible uh, amount of effort yeah. must have gone into that. But a lot of people didn't like it. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I thought it was pretty cool. Choose your own adventure kind of movie. And uh, did you watch Deadwood? Didn't see any of them. I've only seen the first season of Deadwood. I, maybe sentimental favorite for Deadwood. Uh, maybe they vote for Brexit just to make themselves feel smart. That's all the time we've got. We'll find out this Sunday who wins at the Emmys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CouchPotato68. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. I'm Brett, he's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.